audibletrial.com slash talk it out check it out where you can access over 1800 different audiobooks uh download it on your kindle uh listen to it on your laptop on your phone and you get one free audiobook download check it out audibletrial.com slash talk it out so today's episode is going to be on mental health and um how it affects millennials and uh just uh, people in general and how we address it in society. So here's a question that was given to me by KT. She wanted me to ask everybody if they were mentally healthy. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I guess. Ah, that's, that's the answer that society wants you to say. I guess. I'm fine. It's okay. I'm I mean, all right. Okay, here's, here's... If I took a test, then they would say... I don't know what they would say, actually. If, but here's here's the thing. So in our last one, we were talking about physical health. And so uh, the question was asked, how do you know you're physically healthy? And we kind of tried to give our uh, whatever. So how, how will someone know uh, that they are mentally healthy or mentally sick, ill? I don't really think you know. I think, I think if you think you're okay, then you're sick. No, I don't really think you know. Like, uh, if that's your world every single day, then there's no difference. Mm -hmm. Until someone is like, hey, something's wrong with you, you know? And you're like, what? Like, no, this is my everyday. This is how I act. Right. Well, that's not normal. So, until someone comes to you and says, hey, that's wrong. Or until you see something and you're like, no, that's wrong. You know, uh, my mental health isn't like other people's mental health. Or I don't react to certain situations like other people do. Uh Then I don't think you really know. Okay. What do you think, Joy? I think, I agree. Like, I think we are as mentally healthy as we want to be. No, as we think we are. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, as far as I'm not now, I'm, when I say that, I'm not talking about like psychopaths or people who are sociopaths or anything like that. I'm talking about everyday normal people that I think we're as healthy mentally as we think we are. Mm. I think if we think we're okay and we're doing this and we and we're all positive vibing, then we're okay. But then if we really know that we're not okay, but we're going to put out that we're, we're okay instead, then we're not okay. We know, I feel like human beings a lot of the time, we're, we know what we feel. Mm-hmm. It's just how we express it is like if I'm really sad and I act like I'm okay, then I'm not okay no matter how I'm acting. Uh-huh. And I think that we, my mental, my mental health appears to be good. But I know it's not good. So uh-huh. I just as far as we think we are. Trigger warning, obviously, because that you know, this could be triggering to some people. But how do you yourself like if if you feel like you're not mentally well currently, then how did you get to this point in your life? And if you want I can I can open discussion, I can tell my story first. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, so that you guys kinda know what I'm talking about. Okay, <clears throat> so um the way I am, I, I kind of grew up in this environment where 
uh, who I am and what I do and how I present myself was not accepting at all. Mm-hmm. So there were multiple times in my life where I would be like, hey, this is me. This is what I am. And then it would just get completely rejected. And not only was it, hey, this is me. This is who I am. And I was rejected by the entire family. But I was also mentally abused and physically abused uh like literally physically abused almost Mm -hmm. breaking my leg holding a stun gun a taser to my head like and I feel Mm -hmm. like my that's kind of what triggered my mental illness Mm -hmm. because I grew up in an environment that was not healthy for me and there where I was not able to express myself and where I was not able to you know be who I want to be and, and not just big things like this is who I am, but like little small things like I really want to be an artist. And that was something that it was really, really important to me growing up. And I told my parents or not my parents, but I told my mom, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to go to school for art. And I just kept getting told, you know, you're not going to make money. So and you can't pursue that career. Mm-hmm. And it was like even something small like that, like it affects who you are. And it affects what path you go down because I dropped out of college because I felt like I wasn't being challenged enough. And like if I would have just done what I wanted to do to begin with, then who knows where I could have been at, you know? Yeah. And and as a child, you take everything that your parents say. So seriously. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. seriously. So you're like, they know what they're talking about. Even if they are the ones mentally and physically abusing you, you still look up to them because they're your parents. Yeah. So to me, um, you know, that's kind of where my mental disability started was was then. So so y'all can, if y'all have one, then you can go ahead. Okay. This is going to get deep, y'all. It's going to get real deep. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go. Um, As far as my story, I don't know if I'm, like, mentally ill or mentally disabled. But but I do think, like, I have weaknesses. Especially mm-hmm. moments of weaknesses, like everybody else. And I think these moments of weaknesses, no matter how dramatic no matter how big no matter how deep i feel them they're what keep me mentally stable because if i just i'm not the type of person to hold back my emotions with people i care about like if Uh i don't care about somebody like it's over it's done i really don't i'm not worried about it but if i'm connected to you and i love you and i care for you and i'm doing everything that i can it it just it just it just it's just a feeling that I have like I care what you think I need to know this and it's it's it it gives me a little bit of anxiety when I have um falling outs with these people mm-hmm. especially if it's over something that's small or or something that I think like okay this can be solved don't take it like blow it out of proportion but I I also feel like my moments of weakness keep me mentally stable. Um, with my um, father, I uh, actually got into a screaming. It wasn't even a screaming. It wasn't even a match. Like, it wasn't an argument. It wasn't a screaming match. I literally was disappointed by some news that he told me. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't even disappointed because I knew that we weren't 
doing whatever the plan was to do. And I knew that and I had already had different plans. I just couldn't. I just had a flashback of we were supposed to go to New York and we didn't end up going. And I had a flashback of the time we were supposed to go to New York when I was little. Uh And he left me and my sister at an airport, just left us there with because because we were late. Uh huh. But he just left us there. Like wow. I'm, I'm like, okay, we're we're like, we can't drive it. It's not our fault. Like, yeah, yeah. Just you, you could take the next plane. It's not that serious. We're spending a whole week there, right? But this time when it happened, I was so like calm that I wasn't mad until I got to his house, mm-hmm. and I was going to ask for some money. But hey, you know, because I was upset, I was like, okay, well, give me some money then. Mm-hmm. But the whole purpose of me going over there, I guess. I asked for it. I was upset. And then I just saw his house and I just got so mad. <laughs> you were triggered. I like got, you were triggered I by I was your triggered by past. the house. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't in my house. I've never lived there, but I was no, triggered by his. his house. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, like something just went off in my head. Yeah. And I was just like, and I went outside. I was like, I asked for the money. He gave it to me and I w- walked away. And in the car, I started crying and I'm thinking to myself, why does this always happen? Why am I crying again? Uh-huh. And he's the one who disappointed me and and he has no clue how I feel. So I stormed back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I stormed back in the house and I let go, not let go all of it, but I let go some uh-huh. of 20 years of anger. Mm. And I was like going at it and i didn't curse him i didn't curse him i didn't curse Uh um out his you know family or whatever and i just i just but i did curse but i didn't curse him out you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i just let it go and for me that has lifted so much weight off of me that i didn't even know was there you know what i mean because if I all this time I've just been like, well, I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. He is who he is. You can't change. And that's great that I understand that. That's fine that I understand that. Mm-hmm. But if I if you don't let someone know how you do they how you feel about them or especially if it's important to you, if it's messing with you, then you're never going to be free of what they done for you. To you, I to mean, you. to you. So I kind of want to, I'm sorry, I have to, I, I kind of want to bring up like some statistics since this is about like kind of children and millennials. Uh, so I'm just reading these off of uh, the mental health website. It's called National Alliance on Mental Illness. And you guys can go to that www.nami.org. And uh, Fancy. basically mm-hmm. it states that one in five children ages 13 through 18 have or will have a serious mental illness. 20% mm-hmm. of youth ages 13 to 18 live with a mental condition currently. Uh, 11% of youth have a mood disorder. 10% of youth have a behavior disorder. And 8% of youth have an anxiety disorder. And basically, suicide is number three in killing in our wow. society. Yeah. So mental health, I don't think we, we really talk about it enough. But yeah, it's really important and crazy. Mm. What about you, Gabby? This uh, this story probably could have been related in the uh, in the the toxic relationships uh, episode. But 
since everybody else had a story, I guess I can tell a story. It's not as deep as everybody else's, but it's yeah. important because toxic relationships do lead to to having a mental health issue. I think so. So, uh, college, my freshman year, I had to deal with a person that was very manipulative and um controlling in in some aspects and and just sometimes just not a good person but sometimes she was so like when we got there we had grown up together pretty much and so we got to college and so you think something's gonna be one way because i mean you've hung out you've grown up together but you have not spent 24 hours yeah. with them or 20-something hours with them for, like, six months. So, um, yeah, so I had to deal with a lot of things. Like, um, at first it was it was cool or whatever, but, uh, well, coming back to it, I, I ended up learning that she was suffering from so mental things herself and I guess she was kind of projecting that stuff onto me but she was like I said very manipulative she she had stolen from me she what? had uh I didn't know that yeah she she had stolen from me and I trusted this second. girl like she, she stole was, from you that's what I'm saying yes, like I, I told y'all she I told you she stole uh-uh. remember I said she stole that money out of my drawer when she oh had yeah to you go. didn't tell me that you didn't tell me that okay yeah she had stolen from me. I don't want to Rehash. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, there was this instance where multiple instances where she had stolen um, money from me, and um, when oh, nah. I first realized this, I was like, "No, this can't be true," because I trusted this girl, like she was my sister. Like I let her, she like yeah, her stuff was my stuff, and I never would have thought that I had to hide my stuff from her. That because she would steal it or whatever. And, um, yeah, just being real manipulative, making it seem like I was crazy for for bringing this stuff up. Like, it was just all in my head. And, uh, yeah, just, just being like, like one, one second she'd be one way, the next second she'll be, like, super-duper mad. So you had to walk, walk and kind of on a tight rope, getting scared. You know, she, she'd flip on you or something like that. It just really wasn't the what? best experience. And, um, yeah. yeah, but like I said in the other episode, that relationship continued until <laughs> this summer. So <laughs> <laughs> Until June. And that was four years, it started four years ago. So, yeah, that maybe tells you a little bit about me, but... Mm. That's your yeah. mental health, like yeah. That that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Her mental health. She just like. I mean, no, I feel no. like I feel like her in in a way that was her. I like, think maybe it was just had to, to do live. with me, of course, giving people a gazillion chances. She's so sweet, and thinking that they're going to change. And that's maybe, the definition of insane. No, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. is. It is to to do something repeatedly and expect a different outcome is the definition of insanity. <laughs> not so. not like the the medical one, but that's the like the philosophical. Definition. Philosophically, 
But yeah, that that was not good for my mental health because yeah, I would have never known that. It's not good. I would like I like okay for the podcast or who don't know this like I know this person that she's talking about and like I would have yeah, never known that. I just want to say what like, like part of yeah. it has to do with me being like hey this person is toxic for you you know you don't need to be around like, this person I've seen they're toxic. It. But like, like you're not gonna say anything because you don't yeah. feel like that's your part. But for me, like Gabby being my best friend, I'm like, hey, this person is toxic and they're not good for you. Yeah, they're, okay, they're but, making you feel bad about yourself, and you're just giving them a million chances. Exactly. So, right, like right, right. I, I, I said I wanted. You to seen say it, something. but you didn't say it. Yeah, I wanted to say something, but I didn't know the dynamics right, until right, like right, the right, next right. year. And then I said something, but then, but when it was going on, when I saw it, it was like, well, I don't know how to take that because some people think that I'm, that some people might com- be com- compare me to her, that I'm bossy or uh-huh. that I'm, you know, <laughs> controlling because I guess sometimes without thinking I am, uh-huh. but then I'll, I'll, I'll be like, Ooh, you know, I didn't mean it. Do you want to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Gabby just likes to it, like I said she's really really sweet and she gives people a million chances um, and she's nice and she lets people Too many walk chances. I would have fought her. I mean, if, if, like I said, eventually I'm gonna fight obviously Gabby after the obviously that that whole thing is cut off. But <laughs> just going through that whole process and I it kind of it kind of messes with your mind because like mm-hmm. I said one day it's this way, the next then, day yeah. it's this way yeah. and then you think you can trust the person but then they go behind your back and do something so yeah it's not good for you yeah but that's why i cut people off gabby oh yeah i'm i'm learning i'm doing it you got to like but see like your relationship with this person is my relationship with my dad like Mm -hmm. i haven't cut him off but i should probably have but i know that some people like some people you know they just don't mean to be the, a certain way that they just are that way. Uh-huh. And you can think back, okay, let me think. Everybody had a childhood. I understand that. But at some point, they might not have realized, hey, it's time to get up and grow up and move on. Mm-hmm. And at least I know that and I can accept this person for who they are. So for me, you say you haven't cut them off yet, but I cut my abuser off two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it is still really hard today. Like, even after two years, it still, like, affects me mentally. Like, sometimes I still cry about it because I'm like, that's my mother. Why should I? But at the same time, I'm like, why should I care? Because mm-hmm. of the way she treated me. Yeah. You know? And so, like, even cutting her off, it's it still affects you. Well, so. I wouldn't call him, like, just in case my daddy ever heard this, I wouldn't call him an abuser. Yeah. I would just call him emotionally negligent. Oh, I like to that. some to some extent like mm-hmm. I know he cares and I know he loves me but it, he does not understand how to show that other than what he was taught yes you know what I'm saying yes and and when I go back and I look at his parent and I think about his parents and I look at how they teach how they love each other quote quote mm-hmm. and I'm like okay I get it I understand and I know he loves me I just have to get him to connect with me emotionally. Yeah. Instead of just on a mental level. Like we connect mentally. Mm. That's that's cool. But emotionally, it's not where it's not it's not popping. 
Is that right? Like I used it right? That that's that's the the right way. Okay. We're gonna talk about um, coping. Like not even you don't even have to be diagnosed with a mental illness, but I, we all have our days where we're just kind of like just drained and worn out from the world and worn out from people or whatever. What what helps you cope? What kind of yeah? What just helps you cope? What helps you uh, relieve stress? What helps you get your mind right? Uh, I'll start it off. Previously, when I was going through like the cycle of mental abuse, physical abuse, mm-hmm. I was self-destructive. Mm-hmm. Anything that would make me die, I would do, and that sounds so awful, but it's deep and it's real. You um, par- like jumping out of the plane. No, girl, I'm talking about, like, cutting yourself and drinking alcohol. Like, physically self-destructive. Yeah, like, self-destructive. I was so self-destructive. Like, I did not want to live. So I would just lay in my room after school and, like, sleep, cry, and cut. Like, that's awful, but that's what I did. And, like, I had no one to tell any of that about, Mm -hmm. especially as a kid. And, and, like, my, my mother at the time, she told me, you know, you don't, you don't need a psychiatrist to talk to. You have me and you can tell me anything when she's my abuser, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. so it, it was it was a struggle. It was a real struggle for a really long time. Uh, and then I, I kind of, I got better. But instead of self-medicating, like cutting and stuff like that and coping that way. Uh, and which, by the way, I was doing all of that while I was on medication. Yeah, so that probably So like it. you would think that would stop it, right. but it didn't. So mm-hmm. I was I was taking medication then. And then when I got to college and I started living with my dad, I took myself off of medication. And it got a little better. And it actually got better, yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> like, I started self-medicating with food instead, yeah. uh-huh. which is not great. And you shouldn't no, do that. No, it's not. But mm-hmm. I did do that. And now I self-medicate like... Uh, Bob Ross videos where he's just whispering to you about how great trees are. Um, <laughs> painting. I'm an artist, so I love painting. That that definitely helps me calm down. Music, TV, things like that. You know, it, I'm a lot healthier now, so I do healthier things. Yay! Mm-hmm. Round of applause. Yay. <laughs> what about you, Joy? Yeah. Okay. I probably um self medicate. When I was growing up, I know. I self-medicated with writing Mm -hmm. like (laughs) like I have memory boxes (laughs) like memory boxes upon memory boxes upon memory boxes like I got like seven or ten six to seven shoe boxes filled with memories uh, or things that I appreciated Mm -hmm. and then I got a bunch of journals like lying around like throughout the years I've lost some Mm -hmm. no no lie there but um that's how I mostly got through them when I was younger yeah I I just wrote everything like it was deep like I could have wrote a book I should have wrote a book like I probably will one day do it but um and then as I got older I wrote and I listened to music and I sang mm-hmm. and that was very therapeutic for me because because I feel like it I could say especially when nobody was at home I would sing and I would sing and I would just sing and I could say whatever I wanted to say yeah and it got out you know what I mean mm-hmm. and another um as I got older you know like going from kids to 
preteens and teens. And as I got older and I was in like late teens to 20s, I started um, listening more to music and dancing. Like Mm -hmm. that's very therapeutic for me. Yeah. And that's uh, something that has been passed down (laughs) generation to generation. Okay. Sounds good. With me going to the gym uh, and relief that helps that helps me a lot to clear my head. I and, wish. And um, you should do it. It's fun. I'll be so skinny. Or <laughs> real buff. Uh, it helps me to clear my <laughs> head and it helps to relieve stress and like when whenever if I'm I'm mad at somebody or just get a lot of stuff when I can just throw a weight across the room and then it just makes you feel better. Oh yeah 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 I do agree. And so <laughs> that um, music, of course, for some reason, this is really weird. Like, I'm a music major. I love music or whatever. But for the past couple of months, I really haven't been listening to music like that. And that's weird because music has helped me through a lot of things. Music yes. is music is weird. It's, it's so wonderful. Like, music follows you throughout your entire life. And you can entire. hear a song and it, like, reminds you of, of something and then yes. you, like, start crying. But yeah, music <laughs> has helped. Um, I used to dance a lot. Dancing helped me for a little bit too. But but mainly now it's just um, working out and music and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And watching YouTube video. Have you ever tried? Um, this maybe not be very for anybody who is old enough to wield a knife. Uh, that's listening (laughs) if you've tried um to um take a picture of the person that you're mad at and just put it on a solid like a box like a shoe box Uh um like i said i had several um and stab that like i only did it once in my lifetime and i was mad enough to like what kind of psychotic but like, I was no, I, well, no, I wasn't mad enough to kill that was a joke, but I was mad. I was so upset, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I was too upset to functionally think about yeah. what I wanted to write. So I don't know how, where I got the idea, but I took a picture, or no, 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 I didn't have a picture. I took a marker, wrote their name on the box and i just stabbed that box and went crazy <laughs> That's a that no. sounds yeah. really um, i mean you girl get out, interpreted get out your, you get out your <laughs> no you're i did and i felt so bad and i went on with my night i didn't need to write i didn't need to do anything i just went on with my sometimes night. you need to do that like if you real mad just exert some force like if bit. i'm and if i'm really angry everybody know i don't exercise for fun it's not a good thing for me uh-huh. but um if I'm so angry at something that I feel like I could just like ooh, strangle this person, but they but I don't care enough to interact with them, mm-hmm. I'll go running like for a quick run. Uh-huh. It's the weirdest thing ever <laughs> because I don't exercise. <laughs> and so like by the time I've made it somewhere like two minutes, I'm tired. Right, <laughs> and then I got to right. come back. But I'm like, I'm so mad. Let me keep going. <laughs> It helps. It helps. That's why uh, I always encourage people just to. But it, yeah, you have to find some way you. to get out your anger or yeah. to get out your emotions without it harming somebody else. Right. Because I think if you keep it inside, it's going to start harming you. Oh, yes. So I re- did. I told you that. Yeah. Explode it, girl. Like a paint bomb. Right. Okay. So last question is. Um, should mental health be considered a disability? 
Yes. Gabby? I'm asking the question. You can answer it. <laughs> I mean, y'all, if I'm asking the question, y'all answer, then I'll answer that. Oh, Lord. Um, I say, yeah, because, um, uh, because, okay, let's say, for instance, which on my job, they did do this when you filled out the application, but for instance, you work in an environment like I do, which is like health insurance, and, you know, you have calls a lot, a lot of the time, which could be triggering to you if someone is telling themselves, you know, or saying, hey, I want to kill myself on your phone, which has happened multiple times, mm -hmm. um, then disclosing that you are mentally ill and you have depression and that, you know, disclosing that information to your job, I think is really, really important because if you do get triggered and let's say you go through an episode at then, that point, then they would be able to, to help you, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it is file. a disability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think, Huh? The question. <laughs> Do you think mental health should be considered a disability? Um, it depends. I think yeah. if you are mentally ill, it should be considered a disability. But I also think that people sometimes try to put a um mentally ill on expressing your emotions. Mm -hmm. Just because you express your emotions doesn't mean you're mentally ill. I mm -hmm. should know. <laughs> but i i think i think if something is wrong like you have like you're like you go and you're you're you see a psychologist and they diagnose you um if you are mentally ill then yes it should it should definitely be um considered a mentally mental illness no disability disability you know yeah. what i mean that's what i meant oh, okay. okay podcast world yeah <laughs> <laughs> i definitely i think i think so too because i mean we kind of we didn't really get into like the real deep stuff, like schizophrenia and yeah. the uh, multiple personalities and uh, bipolar, bipolar, bipolar disorder. disorder, stuff like that, and and even like just the, the depression and anxiety disorder. I, I think I think it should. Uh, disability, of course, doesn't mean that you can't function in society. Exactly, or that you, something's wrong with you, but. I think uh, allowing it to be classified in that way, people might start taking it more seriously, and um, you know, not not thinking it's just oh, well they're they're just it's all they're just all in their head. All they gotta do is just go outside, or they just need to be happy. You know, that's so depression. crazy. Somebody actually told that to me. I told somebody that I was like, because you know, college brings out the worst and the best in you. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, I went through a kind of mini lifetime depression uh -huh. <laughs> in, in college just for a bit you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i told this to somebody and they was like mm, that's not real mm. i said huh but I, th I think it's a cultural thing and we'll have to do this topic again and get into that yeah but i think it is a cultural thing like i know a lot of people do not uh, well specifically i know a lot of people of color do not mm -hmm. believe in depression mm -hmm. and things like that yeah. and, and they believe like oh she crazy but they don't believe in a diagnosis right or and, if they do use it they they say it in like a what do you, what's the word like as a way to condense yeah yeah like, like a condensing way oh, you know. with her. but it's but, nah, but just yeah. because you are mentally ill for the podcast world that's listening if you are mentally ill, know that you have no shame. Mm -hmm. If you are a mentally disabled, if that's what you want to call it, know that you have no shame because there is nothing wrong with admitting that you need help and getting mm -hmm. the help that you need oh, yeah. so that you can be mentally healthy. 
Exactly. And I think a lot of times, sometimes when we just going back to, to cultural, like people are like they didn't have mental illness back in my day. Oh, well, God. I'm, I'm right. pretty sure they did. But y'all just, you no, know, you no. just put it under the rug where you just said, oh, well, they get anger issues or oh, she just she just don't like to talk sometimes. The yeah. person could have been dealing with like severe depression. And even if that's or, the case and they didn't have mental illness back in your day, they also once upon a time didn't have hot running water back in your day. <laughs> somebody's day so i mean life progresses if you don't progress along with it then that's your fault (laughs) well yeah uh kt you had anything you wanted to add uh yeah i think because we're talking about all this now but i'm pretty sure we probably all learned about this like on our own by doing research on the internet and mm. reading reading articles. I don't think we ever talked about re- this in school. Oh, no, like, no, no, oh, no, not no, in school. Yeah, no, not in school. Never. You know no, 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 like, never. That's what I'm saying. Like, we all learned about our own mental disabilities or mental health issues on our own. It wasn't something that uh, in high school they do a course over and they're like, hey, these are real mental illnesses and people suffer from them every right. single day. I think that's important. Like, that is. Yeah. Really they don't is. do that because it's a, it's like such a stigma, stigma yeah. on that. Yeah. And it's crazy because if they did, the highest people, I mean, not the highest, but the m- most people who commit suicide are ages 10 to 24. Mm-hmm. Did you know mm-hmm. that? I didn't know that. 10 to 24 in America, 10 to 24. They're getting younger and younger every, they're getting younger and younger every year. And it's ridiculous because if somebody took the time to say, Hey, these are the signs that you should recognize. Yes. Yes. Maybe so many young people wouldn't be dying. I agree. And I feel like if an older generation isn't concerned, it's because they're not the ones that's dying. The statistics show. No, because we have more. Uh, what's the generation called of old people? I'm sorry. I baby boomers. Baby, yeah, we have more, more baby, baby boomers, boomers than anything in the world. I mean, yeah. in, in America. And currently. if you think about what's, so. what is the baby boomer? If you think about it, let's. What is the ba- before we end Let, this? Wait, let's not get into that. Okay. That's a whole nother next topic. topic next time. Do next time. Yeah. Next time. Okay. <laughs> podcast world do you see how I'm they sorry. cut me off like that Ooh, it's not that i'm kicking you off i just want us to stay I'm on kidding. topic i'm just so. kidding <laughs> i was gonna go somewhere with that but okay yeah no <laughs> i mean we weren't we don't ever we're not taught that in school so whenever like i said at the beginning whenever you're messed up like that that's how your life is that's how your world is so you don't see anything wrong with it it's only when someone else says hey yes. something is wrong that yeah. you know you you see at that point you're like oh i'm i'm not like quote unquote normal whatever that means right. and so about, and i don't think anybody's normal do you i mean normal is relative normal is what society says is normal for that moment that's what i'm that's what she said but i just had to <laughs> clear you have word. to clarify <laughs> relative some things because other people, the podcast role, might not want to look up the word <laughs> relative, okay? <laughs> I, was, I was just going to just relay what y'all said. This, I, was, I was thinking, like, what would it be like to grow up and be dealing with a mental illness, but you don't have any education on it, your family does not believe in it, um, you, don't, you don't know to look it up on the internet, so you just, or you 
or you live like 30 years ago when there was no internet. <laughs> so you years. didn't even know what was wrong. You were just dealing with all these things or whatever. That would be terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad we live in the information age. Yeah, me too. I thank the Lord for the internet. Uh, <laughs> Corny. <laughs> but, yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. 24-7. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was that was a little intro part into mental health. You know, we got to give you a intro. little, we got to give you a little teaser before we get into the meat of it, even Ooh. though we kind of did get into the meat we of it. We in the vegetable we, part We shared right now. Some, some deep stories. I don't go any farther than the vegetables. Like, that's it. Vegetables and... The veggie off. meat part. Yeah. Oh, okay. We got <laughs> to get to the veggie part. part. <laughs> the tofu part. I'm going to get to the chicken part because, you know, I'm not a vegetarian <laughs> over here like the other people. But I yeah, eat um, meat. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, audibletrial.com slash talk it out. Make sure you check it out. Yes. There are a gazillion of books on mental health. I was just looking them up now because I kind of want to learn a little bit more about it because I think it's something important that we should be uh, just knowledgeable of, even if you don't mm-hmm. suffer from a mental illness because you never know if somebody you love does. So um, there's plenty, plenty of books. I'm going to check some out, and when we get to the, our next mental health episode, I'll, I'll be more knowledgeable on the topic and we can get real deep into it. But that is audibletrial.com slash talk it out where you can have access to over 1,800 different audiobooks. Listen to it in your car, on your way to work, at the gym, blah, blah, blah. blah. So, <laughs> yeah. <said> of- <laughs> audibletrial.com slash talk it out. Talk it out. Talk it out. This we, is. Are we going to do any uh, <gasps> shout outs? Shout outs. Shout them out, KT. Okay, so we want to shout out Conversation Con Artists. Yeah. Yes. That's my first one because. Uh, like me and the guy uh, on Conversation Con Artists, we always talk in our little, our little comments. chat in our comments. Yeah, that dude's awesome. Um, who else do we want to shout? Woke with kids. Yes. Yep. That's we love a- you. Woke with kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like the John effect, obviously. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We like. Uh, hearing your little children uh break stuff in the background. Yeah. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> The John Effect Podcast, of course. Drama Dupree. Drama Dupree. To Kenya Talks. Yeah. I got it right this time. Bear with me. <laughs> and um Oh, she's always commenting on our stuff on Facebook. Like she literally re reposts what we post all the time. Yes, thank you, to so, Kenya. Yes. Thank you oh, so yeah. much. Uh, Shout the out. real the real raw podcast. Uh the wind down, the bag ladies. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> um, yeah. Just all the people who have been commenting on Facebook, on SoundCloud, to all of our fans, to everyone who listens every time we post something. Yes. We appreciate Thank every you. click, every single click. Thank you so much. We have, oh, and stay tuned, y'all, because we have a giveaway coming up very, very, very soon. You don't want to miss it. Ooh. Uh, you can, can win we, some Can cold we participate cash. in our gift? Gi- no, because oh. that's illegal. Oh. <laughs> But cold heart no. cash. Why would we do that? Here you go. I want the money. <laughs> right, I'm going to spend the money to give it back to myself. Right. Really, that's wonderful. That's what you do. Make a profit. No, no, no. But yeah, thanks, thanks everybody. Uh, this is Gabby, Katie, and Joy. Let's just talk it out. Talk it out.